2: So, Yvonne, do you have like a witch cackle that you can do for this
0: episode? Yeah, unfortunately I don't.
2: But I thought
3: you liked scaring children.
0: Well, yeah, but I don't need a witch cackle to do that. Oh! Uh, Okay.
2: (laughs) Well, we are talking witches on a very special episode with a very special guest. Mike, play that funky music for us. (laughs)
4: You are listening to the Beyond Terrestrial Podcast. Your one-stop shop for the outstanding, the unconventional, and the downright strange. Strap in because the boys are about to take a wild ride. I'm Funkmaster B, setting up that tee for the duo of dumb foolery. Your hosts, Dan and Lee. I believe in aliens.
2: I mean, in an infinitely growing universe, why would we be the only living species?
5: Bigfoot, messy, all that stuff, it's got to be real. How are we to say that we're the only ones? It's just ignorant. I think aliens are not only from other planets,
2: but they're time travelers. Welcome back to the Beyond Terrestrial Podcast, your home for the strange, the macabre, the conspiratorial, and all things funky and supernatural. Hey, I hold am on, hold one on a second, hap- B, B, B. You have been so good
3: about like letting me record. Why are you in here right now? What what is going on?
4: Hey mama, let funk master B rap at you in that fine booty.
3: No, no, you cannot wrap it, Yvonne, and that fine booty for a minute. Come on, man. That—that's my girlfriend. Uh, She's—it's been established.
4: You hey, can't blame a guy for trying.
2: Go away. It's okay. It, Lee, it's okay. Just like, uh, let him stay. He can hang out, but just not be creepy. Well, he's Yvonne literally is that
3: cool in the corner drooling right now?
2: He's—he's he's a funk master, man. I think he's cool. He—he he can stay. Oh, uh, all right. Okay. Well, if so, Yvonne's cool. Yvonne, are you cool? Oh, yeah. Totally cool. All right. She, cool. She's
3: used to guys salivating over her um, her fine booty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no comment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> S- safe answer there, Dan, for you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, well, um, I guess, like I was saying, I'm Dan Martson. I am one half of Beyond Terrestrial, and I'm recording just down from the crossroads where robert johnson made his infamous deal with the devil lee uh we've already heard you've got a guest in the haunted barn studios today tell us about it yes yes so i'm lee erin
3: i'm coming to you as always from the haunted barn studios and that is in the bell witch's backyard and we do have a special guest uh, we were talking, uh, I was talking with my girlfriend about the witch episode we were doing tonight, and she got extremely excited. She's not showing it, um, but she got excited, um, almost giddy, and, um, so I would like to introduce, uh, my, my girlfriend, is that what we would call it? Why are you saying that
0: with a question mark?
3: <laughs> oh, my, sorry, my girlfriend.
0: That was an exclamation mark. I don't like your inflection.
3: What do you want me to, how do you want me to put, how do you want me to establish our relationship?
0: Wow. You're going to put this out in front of the listeners? Um, In an audio medium. So you won't put a couple's therapy, (laughs) but you'll put it out in front of the listeners?
3: (laughs) You know what? The the listeners are my therapy. (laughs) This is my girlfriend, Yvonne, and uh, as you can see, she has um, already um, decided she's going to Screw with me for the rest of the episode, most
2: likely. So here we She's go. She's cut you to the quick already, Lee. Well, Lee, all right, you, you will appreciate this, okay? I am trying to get on your level today. This isn't going to work, Dan, if we're both just doing fart jokes and um, poop jokes all <laughs> the time. No, 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 check it out. I got me a hard seltzer. Oh, hey, look at that! Is that. That's a Corona hard seltzer? Yeah, my wife buys these and then, like, never drinks them. So I decided that for us to build some more rapport on the show, I should drink the same girl drinks that you do. Dan, you <laughs> ran out of beer, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. actually, I did ran out of beer. Yeah, I didn't that, go to the store to buy anymore.
3: That, uh, fair. Fair. Okay, I... but,
2: but but we're going to try this right now. Hold on. We're going to get on your level right now. Hold on. Okay. Ooh. Let me take a drink here.
0: I like how it's universally accepted that you drink girl drinks. I, I've accepted the fact that it's
3: considered a girl drink. I don't care. Um, Um, it's refreshing and
2: um, mildly stimulating. I, you know, I don't know about refreshing. This is the mango flavor, um, and these, like, those are the ones I know Sarah's gonna like the least. So those are the ones I started with, Um, and uh, it's not particularly good i don't like carbonated <laughs> water so <laughs> there you go but someone's got to drink them so here we are you could just not well you're right they're like 16
3: bucks a 12 pack
2: yeah yeah so lee women in our lives affecting us negatively uh the subject is witches okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm feeling slightly outnumbered here, but so I'm gonna have to try and kind of like keep my own up, represent womankind here. Well, present
3: company excluded, right now. Present company excluded. Right. Oh yeah,
2: yes, yes. um, you're only so saying that because
0: I'm in the same room with you.
3: That that's possible. The haunted barn is a little bit more scary now that you're here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the spiders not creepy enough. Uh, the ladies, uh, woo, watch out. Uh, <laughs> So, anyways, Lee, there is a witch lore from around the world. Um, and I guess for most people, though, like, the touchstone is uh, movies. Like, that's the most popular storytelling medium right now. Uh, so, let's just uh, kick it off with uh, what we know about witches from uh, TV and film. So, Dan, I know that... Uh that witches are like
3: evil old ladies that live in candy houses and like to lure uh, young men and women into their home as to feed on them. Um, I also know that witches are um, teenage girls that
2: have cats that talk to them. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah, that was that. That's true. Um, But Lee, I think you touched on something that, uh, in all the depictions I've watched, at least around Halloween time, like it seems all the witches are always after little kids. Yvonne, what the hell is the deal with witches coming after kids?
0: Well, we can all get, like, psychological here and talk about that around this time of year, you know, that Halloween is more aimed at little kids being afraid. And, you know, that's the whole purpose of it is to be scared. Same reason... You know, in a slasher movie, they're always after teenagers because that's who their market audience is to. So around this time, they're probably all after little kids. But uh, it kind of goes back to the whole theory that they're old and they're ugly and decrepit. And the opposite of that would be kids. So they want to go steal the kids and steal their essence, so to speak.
2: Yeah, I like that. Sort of the power of youth as opposed to, like, our fear of aging and mortality and all that sort of stuff. Very cool. Um but I now, would like
0: to point out that there's a whole concept that Lee completely missed over which is this gigantic thing called oh I don't know Harry Potter which was like our entire generations I don't know middle and high school years.
2: Yes, yeah, um, very true.
3: In unless you're talking about Emma Watson, I don't want to discuss this any
2: further. What? That comment no, was so good. Dame Maggie Smith as McGonagall, one of the best witches
0: out there. Top notch. But she didn't eat any kids, did she?
2: No, not a single one. At least not on camera.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not quite sure what Miss Maggie Smith was doing in her spare time. She might have been eating children. But on camera, at least, she wasn't depicted oh, eating children. Don't
2: give Don't give anything to the QAnon people. They would love that. <laughs> 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 but... Uh, yeah no very true very true and you know what i was just about to mention um harry potter probably the most equitable depiction of men and women as witches and wizards um because otherwise when you talk about witches it's almost all women very few warlocks ever pictured um and you know that's the, I guess the patriarchy in action. I don't know, Yvonne. You you know about the patriarchy more than we do. Me and oh. Lee, we just benefit <laughs> from it.
0: You know, it's super funny that you actually said that. Um, I actually went trick-or-treating when I was a kid as a wizard. Not as a witch, but as a wizard. Like, with the whole purple robes and the hat and everything. Did not really? realize at the time that that was, like, whole gender bending and stuff. I didn't know women couldn't be wizards.
2: Hmm. See patriarchy, man. Patriarchy. Exactly. Bullshit. So everyone's gonna think we're all SJWs now because we called out the patriarchy for you know existing. (laughs) Uh, But no, it's true. It's it's so crazy that it took so long for there to be any kind of equitable depiction of uh you know magical people. Um, and yeah, it's just weird. It's weird. Um of course the folklore is always a little bit more equitable um especially you go to like uh foreign countries and stuff like that western lore tends to cast witches as bad and that comes from like religious writings and all kinds of things like that and the church and that patriarchy um but in places outside of western culture not so much
0: well, I will completely piggyback off what you said and how you talk about witches are, are bad, quote-unquote, to the point that you have to usually specify if it's a good witch. If you say a witch, it's kind of implied that she's bad, but you can say a good witch, and then you know it's good. But we have the entire King Arthur Chronicles where, like, his main dude was a wizard, and it was just yeah. assumed he was a good guy.
2: Yeah, and wasn't Morgan Le Fay actually, like— uh was supposed to be like Merlin's daughter or something like that. I don't remember her backstory. I thought Morgan Lefay was Merlin's sister. I don't know. Either way, she was supposed to be like magical and um, Arthur's nemesis. So there's, there's that. Um, But I guess bringing it back, bringing it to modern times, we were supposed to be talking about movies. We were supposed (laughs) to be talking about movies. And then we got way deep on this. Uh, because I'm crazy like that. Um, I guess you, Yvonne just mentioned Good Witch and Bad Witch. First thing I thought of, Wizard of Oz.
0: Of course. And we have a beautiful Good Witch in that one. And then the hideous, ugly troll of a Bad Witch.
2: Right. Which was a fantastic role. Um, like the Wicked Witch is still a, a timeless role. Um, one that influences costumes and, I mean, it's still parodied. People still go, I'm melting, I'm melting, oh, wow, I'll
0: get you my pretty and your little dog, too. Yes.
2: Timeless. Um, and, then, I mean, that's like 1939 um, and we still almost 100 years later uh, can reference that and people know what you're talking about. So that's awesome. Um, that's one of those roles that is going to stand the test of time, for sure. Um,
3: I stood the test of time once.
0: (laughs) Lee, no one was talking to you. Uh,
3: Relegated to the corner in my own podcast. (laughs) The grown-ups are talking
2: now. Okay, (laughs) Lee, what is your favorite witch movie?
3: (laughs) Oh, uh, my favorite witch movie. I have a hard one with this. Um... I think it was The Practice or The... the. Not The Practice. I don't know the name of it. I'm good.
0: So just to clarify, you don't know the name of your favorite witch movie. I, it was Pro- like a
3: bunch of teenage, hot teenage witches. <laughs> the Coven Craft? Of, the Craft. That was it.
0: You know they're remaking that.
3: I, I just remember from when I was a kid and watching The Craft... I don't well, want to hear the like rest of that. Thirteen. Story. Or I don't so. want, You should
0: just stop. This
3: is a PG-rated <laughs> podcast. Well, we we mark it as explicit when we upload
2: it because I tend to say stupid shit. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> you can say that again. Boom. Gotcha. Um, but, no. Okay. The craft. Um. You know what? Believe it or not, I've never watched that movie in its entirety. I don't know if I've ever watched that movie in its entirety. I
0: don't think you needed to. It only takes you
2: (laughs) 10 minutes, huh? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) 2 to 5 in that range. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got you. We got you good. Um, Yeah, dude. um, Yeah, I don't know. The craft. Um, Sexy witches. What are... I guess, I don't know. In Halloween time, you get sexy everything, right? Sexy doctor, sexy police officer, sexy everything, right? Um, yeah. And there's definitely sexy witches out there. Yvonne, well, yeah, you what, a witch what hat what are on the black lingerie. Witches? Sexiest witches. <laughs>
0: the the sexiest witches. The sexiest, sexiest witches. witches. Wow, I, I kind of feel like I'm not the best qualified to answer this. Um, I, or wizards, I
2: guess you know, whatever, you know, whatever floats <laughs> 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 That Dumbledore from from beard.
0: Uh, I was going with uh, what, what was this? What was the hot one's name? Um, what was the Twilight guy? The Twilight guy Rob- was in Robert Patterson. Yes, he was in there. Oh at... yeah, he was oh, Cedric Diggory. Yep. Cedric Diggory, thank you. Yes. yes, could not remember his name. Thank you.
2: Hufflepuff, Badger Pride, that's us. Okay. So <laughs> Wow. Don't don't be talking shit on Hufflepuff House, all right, Lee? I'm 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 not. Alright, yeah, damn straight you're not. Oh, because I won't let you. <laughs> no.
3: Dan, you <laughs> act like a Hufflepuff would do anything about it. Oh
2: them's fighting words. You don't <laughs> be um, But But no, that's true. That's a good point you make. Um. Yeah, I I guess. Okay. Um. Lee, sexiest witch. Go. Just the whole movie, The Craft. Off the movie, The Craft. Yeah. Wow. Just no for you. Just whatever you think. Okay. Um, I I gotta go with. Can it be?
3: Uh, I'm gonna go with Hermione Granger. Hermione, whatever. Hermione. 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 I'm gonna go with Emma Watson um but not as she was a child um towards the end of her run as that maybe even Okay yeah after. cool
2: yeah try and make it less creepy good idea uh, that's, <laughs> that's where I was
3: going for with it Cool yeah At uh, least mine was work, over 18 but whatever <laughs> He was not he was not playing over 18 in the But
0: he was over 18 that's what matters
3: <laughs> But he was not playing an
2: 18 year old in the movie <laughs>
0: the age Okay okay it might be 16 I'm not sure
2: <laughs> guys, guys, you guys are fixated on Harry Potter, but um, I think Sexiest Witch, Sarah Jessica Parker. Parker
0: as oh. Hocus Pocus. I was actually going to say that if you did not bring that up.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's kind of that what corset, she was known for.
2: That corset did a lot for
0: that, Yeah. It, did, did you want to be the bus driver, Dan?
2: Uh well No, I, I uh, wanted to be entranced by her song.
0: Ah, uh, okay. That's fair.
2: The,
3: yeah. the bus driver, that, that was a little weird because the bus driver was offering his service to all three. Um, oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, Bette Midler was not a catch in that movie. Just going to say No, that those
2: teeth, man. Those teeth. Throw, <laughs> throw you off. So, yeah, Hocus Pocus is, like, the go-to witch movie for, like, so many, especially girls. Like, girls love it at Halloween. Like, that's, like, the go-to girl Halloween movie. That so, and. Um, did Nightmare you and Lee talk
0: Christmas. earlier today?
2: What? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he did it all tell you that I made him watch Hocus Pocus today? Yeah, yeah, he did. He told me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, she, so. she made me watch Hocus Pocus today. She actually uh, burst in to tell me that Hocus Pocus was an option. I, we had been discussing it, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to go take, I'm, you know what? You're welcome. Uh, I'm going to go take a shower. I get in the shower and then like five minutes later, she comes bursting into the room to remind me of Hocus Pocus.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a great movie. So good. Uh, I didn't think of this until I was listening to another fourth hander Lee Uh, over on saying this, they did a review of Hocus Pocus. The number of times they say the word virgin, in the movie and it just as a kid it just never crossed my mind i'm like virgin whatever yeah virgin
3: yeah i noticed that too the best part is like how many times they were making fun of that boy for being a
2: virgin right
0: oh to the point that they he said he was going to uh tattoo it on his forehead yes right
2: it's it's a disney movie that's like hey guys uh this kid really should have been laid by now. (laughs) (laughs) Always reminding you constantly. Like uh, that's the only Disney movie I think that ever does that.
0: Yeah. I want to say, I think this is like the one movie out there where they're like, you really should have had sex kid. Had you had sex, none of this would have (laughs) happened.
3: Right? Totally. I I mean, the whole story would have been eliminated if yeah,
2: he had pounded one out with his little girlfriend just before they went into that building. I know, totally. Yeah, could have could have ended the whole movie in moments.
0: <laughs> well, then it just would have been a different kind of movie.
2: <laughs> oh man, I w- there's got to be a hocus pocus porn parody, right? Oh,
0: if not, then you know I know some people that might be willing to write it.
2: Yeah, I bet I bet it's actually called hocus pocus, but p o k e and then us. <laughs> 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 <gasps> um, and if it's not uh, Trademark trademark, Yeah that's that's the name of our movie that we're writing tomorrow Yeah <laughs> if, if that I mean that probably already exists But I mean because it's porn and, You know it's one of those things If you speak it it exists um, But we're we're going to trademark that Just in case Anyways Lee I guess there's Oh you know what You know who could have given Sarah Jessica Parker A run for her money as a hot witch though uh, Anne Hathaway. Okay, you mean she's in the, in the new... remake of The Witches on HBO Max.
3: Okay, I watched the original Witches tonight. Dude, the
2: original is way scarier. I think. Uh, so like, here's
3: the thing: all of those Jim Henson movies, the ones that are like supposedly more realistic, are way creepier to me. Like, oh uh, heck yeah! Like Dark Crystal. Um, Lab or pan, or, you know labyrinth, um, labyrinth, yeah, yeah, labyrinth, not pan's labyrinth. Um, and then now, um, the witches, which I'd never watched before, you told me about it. Um, all of them, like the makeup, the the prosthetics, the puppets are horrifying.
2: They're yes, like grotesque. dude, they're freaky. <laughs> like when that kid turns into a mouse in the old one. It is seriously like a scene from The Thing. Like, the body horde, he's freaking out, and he's like... And it's so freaky with his, like, half-human, half-rat head, and boils and, like, green smoke coming off him and stuff. As a child? Freaked me the hell out. I I told you. Like, when you told me about that movie and told me it was by Jim Henson,
3: I was like, I'm not a huge fan of Jim Henson movies, and that's why. Like, just that kind of...
2: It's creepy. And like bald Angelica Houston with the giant nose and the claws and stuff. Like freaky as hell. Um, And of course, I exposed my kid to it because she needs to be just as scarred as I was.
3: Perfect. (laughs) And I like how you started it early because what is she, three now? Four maybe? Yes. Oh,
2: yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is the perfect time to start the nightmares. Yeah.
3: That's what we're working
2: on. Get those night terrors going early. It's rated PG. (laughs) Um, Like I said, my kid has to be just as messed up as me. So I guess on on that note, on that great parenting advice for all of our listeners out there, uh, we should probably take a uh, quick break. Yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll get back to you here in just a Mm -hmm. few minutes, guys. So, but we can't say the things that we normally say on our podcast. That is correct. So, I couldn't say something like beep. And like I, d- I definitely couldn't say beep, 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 and beep. beep. I am not doing this bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Too late.
1: He's too deep in. Anyway, this is Alex Austin from Rona Geek Official Podcast, and in a room with me today, I have
2: Plebeian Pirate Adam
1: and and just Rob and just Rob, and we are here to advertise Rona Geek Official Podcast. We are a geek news and comedy podcast, direct out of Windsor,
2: Ontario, Canada. So if you want some Canadian flavor on your geek comedy news, make sure to give us a listen each week
1: for gaming, movies, and TV. We'll give you some reviews, we'll give you some spoilers, and we'll give you probably a lot of other stuff you didn't ask for. So there you
0: go.
1: <laughs> so join us wherever you find your podcast and. We look forward to having you listen to us. Yay. Yay.
4: Did you just
2: tell me your kid joined a gang? Yeah, that's right. And yeah. we're back. <laughs> Toddler <laughs> <It's> just... gang. <laughs> all right, guys. We were talking parenting advice, we were talking witch movies, um, all good stuff. Um, We are working on an episode about the Salem witch trials before Thanksgiving. So that's why we got some spooky leftover Halloween stuff for y'all. This is like an episode is almost like leftover Halloween candy, Lee.
3: Yes, only not candy corn. Now, there's somebody in the room with me that will disagree with me. But candy corn is horrible.
0: Yvonne, you're a candy corn fan? I'm a candy corn fan. I am a candy corn fan. The
2: she, one, the you're keeping the whole industry alive.
0: <laughs> Just me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, no, I I honestly I don't hate candy corn. It's not that good, but I'm not no. I'm not a hater. I, I will I hate say
0: it. you have to get name brand candy corn. It makes a oh difference. you can't
2: get the knockoff. The Do knockoff not... is like gritty.
0: Yes, do not get generic nasty candy corn If you get real quality name brand candy corn It's made with real honey It is nice
3: Can, can you tell me a candy corn that is name brand Like a yes. name brand of candy corn Yes, Brock's Brock's is name brand I'm candy
0: corn I'm 90% sure that is the name of the candy corn at my house right now
3: Okay, alright um,
0: Ooh, didn't think I'd have an answer, did you?
3: No, I, I honestly didn't think you'd know what a name brand of candy corn was So I could call you out on that, but I lost this one again. I'll just go back to my corner, guys. Thank you. Busted.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, Lee, uh we went into some storytelling archives to find some witch stories that we could swap on this episode. Was that what we were doing? I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now yes. you caught me off guard. I was like, oh, shit. Well, I got a story. Mother. <laughs> All right. So, Lee, let's try and decide right now whose story is scarier. Okay. Um, give us give us a two-sentence synopsis of your story.
3: Uh, hold on one second. I got to re-find it. And, yes, I don't know my story off the top of my head without actually viewing it.
0: I have a good one if Lee doesn't steal mine. Let her go. If you don't steal mine. Go ahead. Um, I can't remember where it's from. I have to look it up. But there is one of the witches um, that walks around with um, a... Okay, hold on.
2: Oh, a... she's not ready yet
0: either. I'm not.
2: Okay, okay, guys. Guys, mine isn't that scary, so let me start it off.
0: Okay, Okay, you start.
2: Okay, cool. The Spider Witch by Leozie Smith, adapted by me. Fall would always bring back memories for Vern Sparks. Memories of his father, who always called him the... You could almost hear it in V's voice now. He had been raised in the South. Fall meant football and hunting with his father and costume parties and sweets with his mom. But of all the pleasant memories of childhood, one particular autumn stood out in V's memory for its deep foreboding. V's father, Mr. Sparks, was a banker and... At that time, it wasn't uncommon for upper- and middle-class white families to hire black housekeepers. Mr. Sparks was always fair with their help, and it seemed he was well-liked. One of the maids would often bring her daughter, Leozzi to the house, and V's father called Leozi Z. V and Z were the same age and would often play while Z's mother did laundry and other chores. It was a hot fall when V was 11 or maybe 12. Z and V were drawing at the kitchen table when Mr. Sparks came home early. He hadn't slept well, complained of neck and shoulder pain. Then V's father said, I feel like a witch rode me. Look, look how I got my hair turned. Now this expression referred to tales of southern witches who could actually get underneath a person's skin through small wounds and take control of their body. Very Skinwalker-esque. Z knew these stories well and piped up. Mr. Sparks, my mama says you can catch a witch with a flower sifter. How's that, Z? asked Mr. Sparks. Mama says you leave some salt under a big sifter and you can catch the witch. V and his father laughed a bit, but the serious look on Z's face sobered them quickly. Mr. Sparks wasn't the superstitious type, but he wasn't the sort to ignore folks either. All right, Z, I'll have your mama put the sifter over some salt at the foot of my bed. Maybe we'll catch that witch and I'll get some sleep tonight. So the trap was set and the next morning Z woke up early. She told her mama she was going to the Sparkses to see if they had caught a witch. She ran across town, scared and excited. She got to the house and knocked softly but quickly on the door. The little boy V opened it. He had awakened early like her but was too scared to check the trap alone. The kids went upstairs and V knocked lightly on his parents' door. One minute, V, his father said. There was some shuffling, then his father's favorite curse. Jesus H. Christ! The kids burst in. V's mother awoke and screamed when she saw it. A black spider, the size of Z's head, under the sifter. The creature's legs were swollen, They seemed stuck in the tiny sifter holes. Its small glassy eyes looked at Z and Z stared at its mouth. V, she nudged him speaking softly and shaky with fear. Look, look at its mouth. The giant hairy arachnid had a mouth maybe an inch wide surrounded by pincers as big as Z's fingers. But she swore the mouth it was almost human. The shock slowly wore off and Mr. Sparks decided how to dispose of the spider. The burn barrel was stacked with paper, wood scraps, and doused with lighter fluid for good measure. Mr. Sparks slid a plate carefully under the sifter. The children followed him as he carried the wriggling spider downstairs and outside. They stood back as he slid the creature into the flames, and they leapt into each other's arms and cried... When black smoke and a shrill, agonizing human scream rose from the burn barrel. All right, Dan. Wow.
3: Um, I'm just going to preface this whole thing by uh, we were not on the same page with what we were pulling together today. Just going to throw that out there. (laughs) Oh, well, uh, mine was a story. Yeah, I'm telling stories, y'all. Yeah. Yours was literally a story, and I loved it. And it was creepy. I actually
2: really liked it. Um, Yeah, so um, mine, I'll give you some backstory on mine really quick. Um, Mine was actually adapted from an oral history. That's a a real southern tale um, recorded by an oral historian from Michigan. Okay. Yeah, pretty
3: cool. So mine is more like, mine and Yvonne's are more like, like, stories of, like, true or, you
2: know, so supposed well, true h- uh, things. Well, hook me up with them, uh, yeah. Maybe uh, we should have done mine last, but let's do it. Let's no, do that's it. okay, that's okay. Okay, so mine,
3: it comes out of pre-Columbian Mexico. Now,
2: Ooh, okay to be fair... You've been, I, I just want to say, you've been on an Indian kick lately, Lee. Have I? Yeah, your last one was... uh. The, with the spear fingers, remember? Oh, yeah, spear finger. Speaking of which, spear finger would be a great example
3: of a witch. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one is a little bit different. Uh, it's kind of... It's hard to acknowledge or it's hard to distinguish where this is a witch or where this is just more of an angel of death. But La Santa Morte is the saint of death, essentially. Um, generally appears as a skeletal female figure clad in a log robe holding one or more objects, usually a scythe and a globe. Her robe can be of any color as more specific in, in images of the figure vary wildly from devotee to devotee. According to the rite of being performed, a petition is made. Okay, so basically to, to sum this up, The robe color doesn't really matter, and it kind of just changes between whoever's telling the story. Um, Okay. uh, Worship, and this is literal worship of Santa Morte, um, was clandestine until the 20th century. Um, And most of the the prayers are performed traditionally in the home. Um, But since the 21st century, uh, worship has become more public, especially in Mexico City, Um, after a Mexico City believer called Enrique Romero initiated her famous Mexico City shrine in 2001. Um, So Santa Morte is essentially a woman that comes and collects the dead.
2: Huh. You know, that's uh, interestingly because, like we've mentioned uh, in the patriarchy, Death. Oh, you know what though? Uh, Death often depicted as like more of a male figure, Grim Reaper type. Uh Um, even though it should be like uh, asexual, right? (laughs) Um, This angel of death. But except for one place I can think of, Marvel Comics depicts death as female. It does. It does. Now that's based on north myth-
3: mythology if i remember correctly
2: oh the female death um i'm not sure um i know they have hella right um mm-hmm. and that's part of the asgardians and thor and all that Rasmid Jazz. um but like death was actually personified she was a female figure um she was part of like the Kind of like the cosmic pantheon, like the Mm -hmm. living tribunal and eternity and all that sort of stuff. Um, And she had a fling with Thanos, you know, so uh, I don't know where they kind of base that off of. But, um, you know, and I don't know where she would first appear if it was in the Infinity Gauntlet, if it was like Starlin and those guys who came up with it, or if she goes back in that iteration all the way to like the jack kirby days i'm not sure huh i always thought
3: hella and her were essentially the same being um just different persona or different names oh no
2: no 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 you gotta read more comics son <laughs> so exp- riddle me this how is there two um queens of the dead well, well hella is an asgardian goddess Hmm. Um, and it's just like, you know, they have Valhalla and Asgard, uh, where Odin lives. So they also have like the Norse hell world and, and they have, you know, the whole nine realms. Um, so like she's part of that Norse pantheon, um, but she is not death. Okay. You know more about this than
3: I do, so I'm leaving it alone.
2: Yeah, that's right. Thank you.
3: <laughs> um, interesting note uh, that like Santa Morte was originally depicted as male for many years. It seems like uh, from what I was reading, it, it's within the last hundred years or so that it's tra- transitioned into a female figure, which is kind of interesting. Um, you would think huh. it would have gone the other way.
2: You know, that could make like a good um, movie with like a gender bending villain. Um that would be kinda of cool. Very very uh La La Rona sort of thing. Yes. Um but hopefully better because I've heard that movie's not good. Uh I've never seen it. I've heard it's not good though. Yvonne, what have you got for us? Tell us about your story.
0: Well, my story, I'm actually gonna kinda combine the two of you guys. Uh, so what I found and you'll have to forgive me for the pronunciations I'm probably going to say these wrong um the indigenous people out of Chile uh the Mapuche people I may have said that wrong again they have an that entity right. called right. the Kauku um now one reference it being a sorceress uh basically they're, oppo- they're in opposition of the spiritual leaders and the medicine people um they are believed to work with evil spirits to wreak havoc they use black magic and are believed to have evil sidekicks Uh, and I'm going to again mispronounce this the Anchimayan which are creatures that reanimate the corpses of deceased children and the Chonkon which is the bird with the head of a Kauku Um, now again this one references says they are mostly women Uh, but I actually did a little bit of digging And from an actual Smithsonian magazine article, so this is a legit thing, um, apparently back in the 1800s, the 1880s, I'm sorry, um, there was a kind of Salem witch trial of the time uh, with the indigenous people of Chile. And they went after this group, but it was actually all males at the time they went after And um, basically these guys got up and were like, yep, we're, we're, they didn't actually say warlocks, they used their term. Um, And they were like, yep, we're here and we help keep everything in balance. And there's a lot of insight into this, you know, culturally because uh, it has to do with the indigenous people versus the um, Europeans. But I wanted to read from you. And again, this is directly from Smithsonian. This is supposedly directly from the trial notes. Uh, they had a magical cave where they had all of their ancient things protected. Their uh, artifacts, so to speak. And there was two things that protected the cave. Um, one of them was an old man. And the other, they said, um, was this entity... And uh, it is pronounced either uh, invunche or imbunche. Uh, And this is actually the description of how this creature is formed. So it says, when the sect needs a new invunche, the council of the cave orders a member to steal a boy child from six months to a year old. The deformer, which I believe is the old man, a permanent resident of the cave, starts work at once. He disjoints the arms and legs and the hands and feet, then begins the delicate task of altering the position of the head. Day after day and for hours at a stretch, he twists the head with a tourniquet until it is rotated through an angle of 180 degrees. That is until the child can look straight down the line of its own vertebrae. There remains one last operation for which another specialist is needed. At full moon, the child is laid on a workbench, lashed down with his head covered in a bag. The specialist cuts a deep incision under the right shoulder blade. Into the hole, he inserts the right arm and sews up the wound with thread taken from the neck of an, ye- an ewe. Uh, when it has healed, the invunche is complete. So this is one Dude, that's creepy. Yeah, this is one of their... Looking at it as a religious aspect, this is one of their protectors of their sacred place and this is all from smithsonian legitimate this all happened back in the 1880s and this all came out in this trial because Dude, apparently that is, they went after these people for trip. kidnapping children
2: oh my gosh um so now now that you mentioned that yvonne i have got some modern witch stories that i'd like to touch on that have to do with kids weird stories um, and we'll get to those in a hot minute after we take another short break.
5: Elijah, are you ready to
1: bring on the weird? Yes, will I am. Are you ready to bring on the weird?
5: Did you did you just make a will I am joke? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> nice, I'll allow it. Anyway, we're just a couple of harmless guys digging into weird things we don't know much about.
1: We're just trying to figure out what the hell is happening in the world outside our homes. Do we get things wrong? Without a doubt. Are we learning from those mistakes? Not anytime soon. Are you
5: entertained by the crap we're talking about?
1: Of course. That's why I always listen to the show. You listen?
5: Alright, what do you like to listen to about the show?
1: I like aliens, conspiracies, cryptids, NWO, shadow government, you name it.
5: What? Oh, Hold on. Do the aliens come from inside the Earth instead of interstellar travel? What made the conspiracy start? Why did that cryptid evolve to do the things it does? Who runs this NWO?
1: Listen in as we dive into all manners of subjects as we bring on the weird.
5: You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. You can listen to clips of our episodes on our YouTube channel.
1: Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser.com. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: And
3: we're back. As we have all been discussing earlier, and you probably already know because if you're jumping in right now, you may want to backtrack a little bit. Otherwise, most of this will make little to no sense. Um, We are talking about witches. And we are talking about, currently, we're talking about... uh, Dan was going to tell us about some modern-day witchcraft stuff that's going on. Dan,
2: regale Um, me. So, you know, I don't want to have, like, a colonial attitude, right, when it comes to um, witch stories, especially from places like Africa. Um, But there is, like, a weird intersection right now of um, religion and cultural practices happening especially in uh, like western Africa that is that is trippy and it's it's crazy um, they have witch camps in some of these countries
0: yes I've for heard people of people who Dan. have been
2: accused of witchcraft uh, because it being accused of witchcraft is very serious over there still um, people um, a lot of churches try and uh, build up their reputation By accusing people of witchcraft, like, as a way to get more converts and more donations. Crazy. Um,
0: Well, what's kind of crazy with that is it's, um, you know, at least in the Salem witch trials. I mean, yeah, we had a bunch of, like, stuck-up girls that were holding, like, blaming people. But uh, I guess with what's going on in Africa is it's like, I don't know, they could be blaming some random female over there and be like, oh, you're the reason for Corona you're a witch now. Like it take there's nothing there's no justification if there's any sort of bad thing that happens, they just kind of somebody can be like, "Hey, I don't like you. You're a witch. You're the reason that we have corona." And they send these right. women well, off to the witch <laughs> things, to the witch camps.
2: Yeah. And and of course it's usually a little bit more complicated than that. The people who are often accused of these sorts of things are vulnerable people, uh women, children, um people who have had something bad happen in their lives. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, like, these people have to be protected. Um, they go to protected camps so they can, uh, you know, avoid beatings and torture and burnings and uh, acid attacks, that sort of stuff. Like, all kinds of crazy stuff done in the name of uh, religion in combination with some uh, old cultural stuff. Um, Like, a lot of children are accused of being witches. Um, That's like a thing, kid-child witches um, over there in Africa. And that goes back a long time. Now, they also have, you know, traditions of shamanism and healing and that sort of stuff. But when Western religion comes in, um, it you know how religions will pick things from the culture that they're practicing in. Uh, You know, Christmas, Easter all that sort of stuff all picked up from the pagan religions
0: oh yeah absolutely
2: so just over there it becomes this weird combination that's led to all kinds of uh just creepy and strange violence and um but you know what it would make a pretty good movie if someone had the gall to make it and could make it right hey because like child witches would be creepy right
0: wasn't that kind of the whole children of the corn thing i mean they didn't really call them witches but they were oh yeah that's very good yeah, that, and that's like that combination things.
2: of religion too yeah because um, like the children of the corn was like a religious cult run by the kids yeah um so yeah that's like a perfect example and um, you could totally do an african version of that if you you know had a had a really good understanding of the culture, and you could make it creepy as hell. It'd be it'd be wild. Um, it also would probably be like not very socially responsible either, <laughs> <laughs> to like stoke the flames of witch fear. Um, I mean, but it'd be a good movie, right? It's like, it's like the Joker, right? Not very socially responsible. Like, oh yeah, violence. For the oppressed people is a thing, uh, but you know it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, I love that stuff. It's it's crazy. I was I've been reading. I read a bunch of CNN articles from Nigeria and Ghana about all this stuff, um, and they have uh, organizations out there that are set up to uh, combat this. Humanist organizations, so. I'm, I, as a, as a humanist, have always uh, felt a connection with these sorts of groups. So, guys, go check some of that stuff out. It's wild and crazy. Um, we can't get into the, the whole details because we don't understand it enough, uh, even after reading all these articles. And I don't want to be, uh, you know, a cultural colonizer.
0: Isn't it crazy to think here in the year 2020 we're talking about, you know, witch camps and people being accused of witchcraft?
2: Oh, yeah, 21st century. Yeah, I know, wild and crazy. A place like, uh, you know, Africa loaded up with mobile phones now. People have Internet access at a rate that they never had before. Um, Nigeria, I think, is the largest economy in Africa, uh, one of the richest countries uh, on the continent, and still they have all this stuff. So it's it's weird, man. It's one of those things. Uh, what's that line? Uh to um, something about to make good people do bad things, you need religion. Right? Yeah,
0: something to that effect. Yeah.
2: I, I I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but you know, um, fervor is a is a dangerous thing. Like, I I don't have anything against faith, but uh, fervor can be taken to an extreme that is uh, deadly. So, craziness craziness now now guys we've uh we've touched on uh, you know a north american story we've touched on central and south america um i guess i guess we talked about like harry potter which is based all on the european traditions of witches um uh, and i think is which are pretty well known in uh western culture around here are there any other witch stories uh, that we maybe have missed?
0: Well, uh, I do know some about those out of Japan. Okay. Now, now, are we
2: thinking like, uh, like actual lady witches? Are they shamans? Is it related to Shinto? Um, do they do like a cool samurai movie for it? Because that would be awesome.
3: Is it like um, yokai or other things like that, or
2: is there an anime? <gasps> These are all questions that we need answered.
0: Well, Dan, um, oddly enough, kind of overseas and more of the Asian uh, side of the world, there's not as much information about witches as there in kind of as there is in the Western culture, and obviously in Africa. In Europe, Um, one thing I kind of found interesting—they call these witches—but over in Japan, uh, their witches basically are like animal tamers, and so they have either a fox or a snake that goes out and does their bidding for them. Um, Kind of like a familiar. Oh, familiar. Yes, the term familiar. Yes, Um, the fox witch is more is seen more often. Uh, and basically they meet this fox, and they bribe this fox and make a deal with it. And they're like, hey, fox, go do my bidding, and I'll take care of you. And the fox is like, gotcha. So, Dude, says, Sarah would um, love
2: that. She loves foxes. <laughs> she would bribe a fox in a heartbeat.
0: Well, first
3: of all, I do have to ask one question, though. It really just okay. sounds like, like these are just women that get themselves a pet fox.
0: Well, it says a fox under the employ of a human can provide him with many services. It does use him. That's not me. The fox can turn invisible and be set out to find secrets, and it still retains its many powers of illusion, which its master will often put to use in order to trick his enemies. The most feared power of the, and again, I apologize, Kitsune Sukai possesses, is his ability to command his fox to possess other humans.
2: Oh, my. That is creepy. That's a good one. Um, Lee, have you, I you, I don't think you ever got Xbox One, did you, dude? Nah. Or PlayStation 4. Oh, dude. Ghosts of Tsushima. Okay. It's a new samurai game that was uh, very popular. But there was like a fox that would uh, lead you to secrets. And that uh, this whole fox familiar thing reminds me of the game a little bit.
3: Okay. All right. I like it.
2: The game uh, the game has a black and white mode so that it will look like an old school samurai movie. Nice. Yeah, dude. Cool. So,
0: and now that, also. That's a, oh, go for it. I would say also discussing them from around the world. Uh, I know it's an entirely different subject, but getting on to the Caribbean, which is when you're more referring to voodoo and witch doctors back then or at that time. I don't know why I said back then.
2: Right, yes. Lots more a lot more closely related to the African tales. In, yes. Uh the Caribbean. Yes. Um, but with a blend of uh, you know, native flavor, um, that's all its own.
3: Yeah, I think that the, the voodoo, the the witch doctor, the the other related um witches out there from from the Caribbean, I think they're they're kind of a a, a A show in and of itself. I think that we should save that.
2: Um, Well, and I think, I think um, you know we don't want to touch too much on it either because, uh, like I said, it like that's one of those things. The witch doctor is like a you know, colonial stereotype, um, and there's a whole lot more to it than uh, what is often portrayed. You know, so that's that's the thing, Uh, and I hate. I hate throwing it out. That's why we. That's why we preface this whole show with our, uh, you know, little takedown of the patriarchy, right? <laughs> uh, because it's the same thing for, for witch doctors and all these stories, um, often portrayed in the most negative light without all the cultural nuance that they deserve.
3: Well, I think that that's. Uh that's the problem with Western society as it is right now, or at least American. Um, we don't take the other person's point of view into regard when we're, um, making a decision about that person. Uh, and I think that it kind of sucks now. I'm not, I'm not like saying that to like justify, um, you know, like, uh, what is it? Um, minor attracted people is that what they want to call themselves no they're pedophiles um but but if you if you look at like other religions and other things like that uh we do it we have a very whitewashed view on things and sometimes it's not as black and white
2: yeah right exactly um and especially with witches because you know um if you look at traditional shamanism a lot of that is interpreted by the west or was interpreted by the west as uh witch doctors and black magic and that's just not the case um so even though there are some like crazy stories out there um you know like tales of like (laughs) uh penis snatching witches yvonne have you heard of this
0: lee mentioned this vaguely to me i will have to be honest i was a little afraid to google penis snatching witches so i, I don't i did not do any research on it <laughs> I, I told you her, probably
2: would I have hope... gotten that hocus pocus porn parody would have come up <laughs> throwback to that uh, so evidently the thing is like guys will one day like go to the shower and be like, hey, it looks like my stuff is a little bit smaller. Or maybe they'll have a hard time getting it up. And they blame witches for stealing their virility. Um, and evidently, um, you know, it's one of those things. If you let the witch steal your penis all the way until it's gone, you'll die.
0: That, that just seems logical. I mean, you
2: know. Right, right. So you have to blame someone for being a witch Um, And have them, you know, executed or sent away so you can save yourself. Um, And if, you know, if you think a woman has wronged you, of course, she is the reason uh, that you're losing your virility. So I'm just going to say there is no way my
3: penis would not work correctly. It would have to have been a woman that ruined it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. For real. Tale as old as time.
0: I, I'm pretty sure I would have been accused by many people of stealing virility and/or part of penises. Yes, yeah, see,
3: that's be that's me. just because of something I'll leave off air because of respect for. <laughs> well, not respect for, but um, being a bigger person is a better word.
2: Well, uh, well, <laughs> in um, many ways, a bigger person. Y- Ooh, <laughs> wow, that is rough. Um, <laughs> I I thought when uh, Yvonne started talking about penis snatching, we might like devolve into vagina dentata, but thankfully we did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, we, we, I mean, we could cre-
0: discuss Lorena Bobbitt. You know, we got a minute. Yeah. There. W-
2: oh no, let's pass. Uh, <laughs> Was she a penis snatching
0: witch? I, I'm sure she could technically meet that definition. She did snatch Maybe. a penis, and Maybe. I'm sure she was yeah. called a witch, amongst other yeah. things.
3: Or would it be
2: more accurate, bitch? Like,
0: I would assume she was probably called many a names.
2: Fair enough. Yeah, lots of names. Um, but guys, I mean, there's there's crazy stories like that out there that you can uh, glom onto, um, and make them sound a certain way, but. You know, getting getting the full nuance is not always easy, um, so I think it's cool. I think it's cool that these stories are coming out now. Um, people are people are more into it. People love witches. They love Halloween, and I think there is a space in like the horror genre for good, uh, more culturally culturally accurate stories um i think we've seen that with uh jordan peele they're trying to get good latino stories in uh you know that la Rona movie was not very good but i mean they're trying
3: (laughs) there's an attempt there
2: yeah yeah so clearly there's a space for it that exists and hopefully uh some of these stories could you know come out and uh be, be good screen adaptations.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and I know, Dan, we're trying to wrap things up, but I do have one thing. I've got a couple things I need to mention. Um, thing number right, one, shoot. I feel like there's a possibility we may have lost some listeners with my know-they're-pedophile um, statement, but I stand by my statement, you don't need to listen to us if you're a pedophile.
2: So um, we'll go with that. I don't think any pedophiles were listening in the first place, but just in case, uh, screw them. Continue. Okay, okay. second of all, um,
3: there was a statement made earlier about the age of um, Emma Watson um, when, I, uh, when when she was in Harry Potter. I would like to point out that I was also a minor at the time that Harry Potter came out. So I feel like I get a, a pass on that because I was also a minor at that time.
2: You trying to get like a, a Romeo and Juliet law in there well, for I- yourself? Yeah, I feel you're like that's a you're Romeo. you trying that Michael Bay loophole. Oh, you, <laughs> you, <ew. laughs> wow. Uh, well, there you go. Lee has <laughs> Lee has tried to be not creepy and failed yet again. <laughs> I'm
0: just saying. I'm,
2: I'm just saying. Uh, I'm not a pedophile.
0: Lee, I think you need to go back to the corner.
2: Okay. All right, that's the show. (laughs) We'd like to thank uh, Simple Equations Media, Simple Equations, Las Vegas, Nevada, a full-service audio-video production company. They can take your ideas from pre-production all the way through post-production. If you need to shoot a music video for your indie band, if you need music for a project, a video project at your company, um, the guys at Simple Equations have your back. Um, Lee, where can you find Simple Equations online? Oh, you can find them on Facebook,
3: uh, Twittle. Uh, you can find them on um, Imager Instagram. Um, I heard tell that they were on OnlyFans for a little while. Uh. <laughs> Cool. No, guys, you can really just Google them. You'll find them just about anywhere. You can also give them a call um, and visit them at their office in um, sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Like Dan was saying, they will do, they can help you do just about anything. Um, But I feel it's fair for me to say they will not help you create your minor attracted person. Okay, you should
2: um, just stop. Just stop. They're not going to
4: help you make yeah. it. I feel no. like that goes without no, saying, though. No. no,
2: they won't, Lee. Uh, I feel like
3: but... there's a lot of...
2: <laughs> God, I'm really stuck on this. I'm sorry, they, guys. They uh, they make us sound good, but they're not going to be able to make Lee sound less creepy right now. So, good job, Lee. Anything else? How is that creepy? You're being a creep. Don't even
0: bring it up. I second that notion.
2: Mike's going to have his hands full with this one. (laughs) Mike, please make me not sound creepy.
0: I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk.
2: Anyways, I'm Dan. That's Lee. Say bye, Yvonne. Bye, Yvonne. Bye, Yvonne.
4: Thank you for listening to Beyond Terrestrial. All three of y'all. If you're still a fan of this show, follow Beyond Terrestrial on social media and join the Beyonders Facebook group for even more strangeness. Links to everything, including previous episodes, are available at beyondterrestrial.com. That's the place to go for stickers, merch, show swag, and our Patreon. Patrons get exclusive access to ad-free shows, giveaways, and the unedited after-show show. Anything you give to the show goes straight to Folkmaster B's Bachelor Pad, which for now is also where these giant turkeys record this show. This show was edited by Simple Equations Media with music by Mike Root. Dan and Lee will be back next Tuesday with more from Beyond Terrestrial.